Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy, episode 38. Our goal with the podcast is to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. We hope we achieve that goal week in and week out. We thank you for listening. Our audience is growing, and that's a good feeling. And thank you very much if you're a subscriber as well. Mayor Jeff Longwell just got back from a meeting with President Trump. He was part of a group that was invited to come talk about infrastructure needs and goals. We'll talk with him about that trip, and we'll get an update on some other important things that are going on in Wichita, downtown development, Century 2, things like that. We'll get to that discussion in a moment. First, a couple of words about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The headline this week is The Business of Diversity, specifically LGBTQ issues in the workplace. Our Ryan Horwath talked with some folks in the LGBTQ community and some business folks about Wichita and its acceptance of gays and lesbians, focusing mostly on the workplace. Interesting story. I encourage you to check it out. Starts on page eight. Brian also continues to bring us up to date on the latest details about SNT Media and its employees. They filed for bankruptcy protection. That's on page four. Josh Heck has details on a new dental surgical center being built on the east side of Wichita, page 5. We held the fifth Mentoring Monday this week. 27 mentors met with more than 100 women to exchange advice and life stories. We have reactions and photos, articles, starting on page 10. This week we spend 10 minutes with Valerie Wise. She's Air Service and Business Development Manager at Eisenhower National Airport, page 27. If you want to know who has created a new corporation, filed a new lawsuit, taken out a building permit, been hit with a state tax lien, or made a real estate transaction, check out our leads section. It starts on page 22. Back in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. You may have seen the picture of Wichita Mayor Jeff Longwell sitting at the same conference table with President Trump and other leaders. Mayor, we're glad you're back home. I'm glad to be back also. How did you get invited to that meeting? So it's kind of a neat story, actually. So I've been a little bit frustrated with some of the dialogue that uh, uh, some of the folks around the country are having in terms of our, our political dynamics in this country. And I've been a member of the U.S. Conference of Mayors and pretty frustrated uh, a few weeks back when across one of the tickers, I saw mayors boycott the White House. And so because of my frustration, I I visited with some friends of mine. Um, One of them said, you need to email the White House. Thought about it, was able to get some email connections, and I did. I wanted to email the White House and said, look, they, those mayors don't speak for me. I would never boycott the White House because I believe firmly that we should be a part of the discussion. And how can you be a part of the discussion if you don't attend the meetings? Right. So boycotting is not the answer for me. And, and so they appreciated that message. And I get, I get a call from the White House the very next day and said, President would like you to participate in some meetings at the White House. Wow. And so it just literally happened overnight. And, and so I had an opportunity to uh, uh, be a part of this infrastructure meeting. 
We had received a release from the U.S. Conference of Mayors, and they had taken a position on tax reform. Right. We thought, well, let's call Jeff Longwell, our mayor, to see what he right. thinks about that. And you had a reaction to so that. So I did have a reaction. The reality is they, they took an opposing view from what was good for Wichita, what was good for Kansas, what was good for really, I think, most of America. So they, were, they had a strong opposition to the state and local tax deduction. They were calling it double taxation. The reality of that is high states or states that have high taxing authority, California, New York, and New Jersey, were garnering 55% of that SALT deduction, state and local tax deduction, which means the rest of the country was picking up the tab right. for funding our federal government. And so removing that state and local tax deduction just simply evened the playing field so everyone paid their fair share of federal government. And you actually ended up not being a member of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. We've been members of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. Obviously, what we get out of it is attending conferences, but they've been our voice. So they have, obviously, lobbyists, and they have people that uh, constantly send information to uh, Washington, D.C. We paid nearly $20,000 in annual dues for them to be our voice, and I was just to the point where they're not my voice anymore. We disagree with every position they've been taking. Why are we paying $20,000 a year for that? That's what it was. That's the price tag, huh? It was just shy. It was Actually, it was 19000 so just shy of twenty thousand dollars, nineteen thousand a year for our membership dues, and then plus you had to pay conference dues if you attended conferences. Right. So I can still attend conferences, and I might. There might be occasion to attend a conference because I, I think visiting with other mayors around the country has some benefits. Right. But now when I attend a conference, I just simply pay an extra hundred and fifty dollar registration fee. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't see the value of our city paying $20,000 or $19,000 in dues annually for them to be in opposition on every issue that came up. Right. And so we're not going to pay. We're not a member. We're not an official member any longer. And I, personally, I think it was just the right move to make. I don't want to be fighting people that we're paying. Right. And, uh, and we just will go in a different direction. So back to the meeting at the White House. Mm-hmm. You're there at the table with uh, other leaders and President Trump. What was that like? What was the conversation about? So we had about an hour of conversation, roughly, maybe not quite that, before the president came in the room, and they wanted to hear from all of us. I got an opportunity to share, mainly focused on the regulatory environment, and they wanted to hear some stories about what that uh, has created and caused and delays and cost and and uh, we were able to take our public works director, Alan King, with us. And so we focused on some issues there. Uh, right now, today, and, and, and the way that the regulatory environment exists today, it can take five, six, seven, eight years to get a project, what we call shovel ready, because of the uh, Environmental Protection Act, because of um, 404 permits that you have to go through for uh, a lot of different departments and regulations and we're talking about at the federal level rather than at the federal level state and local right so at the federal level um what we suggested is you run that permitting process concurrently instead of um consecutively you can speed up that process and that's what they're looking at and we shared some of those stories another horror story was just simply if you're doing some refab work on a bridge is a great example and the bridge 
uh, and we have a lot of bridges this way, that clearly were built in a time that didn't need any paint, uh, no painted surfaces on the bridge. Today, if you do any refab work on that bridge, you still have to go through a lead and asbestos paint assessment and go through that permitting process and the assessment, even though clearly, clearly it's never been painted. Right. And so just, we need sometimes a common sense approach. Government can get kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. And then and then a change in the way that you can start working on that permitting process that can help save costs because delays add to the cost of a project. And then also talked about how the monies will be handed down and they, instead of going traditionally through uh, the Metropolitan Planning Organizations, which is the way we get some of our federal funds today, they want to hand them directly to the jurisdiction that has projects that are feasible. So they would give them directly to the city of Wichita or to the state of Kansas, in some cases, and the county government. So are you optimistic that those changes can be implemented? Uh, that's not, I would assume that's not just an executive order and we'd change the right. process. Right, and it's going to take uh, Congress to act on that. So not only does Congress need to vote in the funding mechanism for uh, you know, this initiative, but they also have to vote in the policy regulations that would be altered for that. And so it's going to take um, Congress to act on it, and, and that's what the president's encouraging them to do now. That's what we would encourage them to do now. So I did an interview following that meeting, and someone asked me, well, you know, it's, it's you know, only $200 billion. Are you really getting much out of that? And I use the example that we've been building a major highway through our city, obviously Kellogg, right. with no federal help. We've spent $1 billion of local taxpayers' monies on that highway. So to get $200 billion spread out, I don't care if we get 20% of that. So we have a major project that, that I have shared that's the North Exchange. Right. That's a $500 million project. We get 20% of that. That that helps expedite that project. You bet. And so I'm not... I. I don't think that is crumbs as as we have heard come out of Washington on some incidences. Is that the next big project? Where obviously we're seeing 235 and Kellogg, right. and that's being redone. It sounds like there is agreement between the city of Wichita and Sedgwick County to try to get that project moved forward, right? So, so not only Wichita, Sedgwick County, the state now has that as their number one project and a lot of the area mayors. And so we've sat down in meetings with area mayors and they all agree that that is critically important to the entire region because it impacts cities like Mays and Newton. And you know, if you have to pass through that, that's the only place in this region that turns into a quasi parking lot at certain times of the day. Right. We fixed that. We've got a, a great transportation network in this region. Makes a big difference. Absolutely. So is there a timetable yet on that? So first phase of that project is going to kick off this fall, which builds new bridges over the, uh, the river and Broadway. And then they will start on the engineering of that second phase, which starts us getting that project to the design that we need to kick off both some of the permitting processes and, and hopefully get some funding streams going. And if we get some federal dollars it will help expedite that portion of it which really helps obviously the major bottleneck there when could that be done 
So right now, unfortunately, without any federal funding and, and some of those things in place, we're probably looking out at almost three years for that project. But if we can get some federal funding and some other dollars that we can corral, we could expedite that um, quite a bit. Some have said, well, there's going to be payment for that. Is that going to turn into a toll road? No. No, it's not. <laughs> so it's not. <laughs> so, you know, I, I hear talk of the public-private partnerships and how we can come up with some unique funding. Right. We're not going to turn that area into a toll road. So you get to go through there straight, but you have to yeah. throw in a dime <laughs> gotta, somewhere or something like that. Roll down your window, throw in a dime. <laughs> no, we're, we're not going to nickel and dime people. Right. What are other uh, infrastructure priorities in your estimation at this point? So again, we have uh, some long-range plans that exist today that help both um, focus on some neighborhoods. So we're trying to get those old decaying neighborhood streets brought back up, not just with some patch and a little gloss over paint. We want to totally rebuild some of these neighborhood streets and get them back up to the kinds of standards that we have in the city of Wichita. And so our focus starting this summer will be rebuilding many of our neighborhood streets to the point where um, we hope to have 65-70% of our neighborhood streets in grade A shape. And so we're spending a lot of dollars. A lot of the Hyatt dollars are going to neighborhood streets. We, uh, we know that uh, these major projects on Kellogg are, are coming along nicely. The West Kellogg project at 235 and West Kellogg should have one of the major phases of it open, opening up sometime this spring, which will carry southbound 235 to eastbound Kellogg and get rid of that tight loop that was there. Right. And, and that really, that, that is the loop, or that's the, the, the flyover project that people go, finally, right. we're done, but yep. uh, uh, more work to follow. And they're doing some pretty neat things out there with the extra merge lane that's going to go all the way from Kellogg to Central, I think is fantastic. Right. And that'll eliminate some accidents and some, some crazy um, near collisions and other problems that we have out there. And then East Kellogg's moving along nicely, too. It's ahead of schedule, and they're, they're uh, moving traffic quite well with the um, service roads that they built. Those service roads are built to highway standards. Right. And, but, they're, but people are surprised how well traffic is moving through that construction zone, but it's still several years away from completion, and those are obviously important projects. We know that there's some more... Um, arterials that we need to expand in this city you're seeing some of the work that's being done right now in the core of the city i hope first street gets done fairly quickly that's created such a bottleneck but it's going to be gorgeous when it's done mm -hmm. and then we have um you know some pretty neat projects i would still call infrastructure the uh the work that's going to be done under the railroad bridge on douglas is really going to help uh, folks that that are pedestrian traffic in the area certainly appreciate uh the the core area even more and kind of gets rid of some of those issues we have with with uh, people walking underneath that decaying area and right. it's it's going to really clean it up we we know that we have more investments coming along douglas with the spaghetti warehouse and so we want to make sure that we're doing the kinds of things that the city needs to be doing to get the infrastructure in place doing some more infrastructure on the river, some bike paths and some of that stuff. So 
Well, yeah, we're we're still uh, trying to get ahead of the game in a number of different ways on infrastructure and and transit. Right. Let me shift gears a little bit and and uh, tick off a few projects and kind of get an update from you on where we are with those. First one, baseball team stadium. Where are we with that? So coming along, um, technically we're kind of in a quiet period, so we can't say too much about it. Um, it should be very very close. It's going to be an outstanding project that's going to transform this city in, in um, ways that most people can't imagine. It truly is going to be a total brand. You know, I've had uh, some concerns from some folks going, how come you couldn't save the old stadium? There's nothing to save. So we did some engineering testing on the concrete. It's failing, totally failing. In fact, the uh, manager uh, shared with me if this opportunity didn't come along, we may not have baseball in Wichita because we, we can't play there any longer. Right. We're, we're going to play this year. That's stretching that stadium about as far as we can play. The concrete literally is breaking apart. We're having issues with the seats literally coming loose out of the concrete. There's some scaling issues. So, so, the, so the stadium's going to have to be t- completely torn down. We'll build a new stadium in its place. It's going to be an incredible stadium, an incredible gathering place that will include some great uh, areas that people can gather and enjoy the river and enjoy the stadium. So looking forward to hopefully soon, very, very soon, because I, I, I've uh, just seen some recent renderings that um, are, are awesome renderings of what that area is going to look like. And, and so I would love to present those to the community. Right. SNT Media didn't make it. Are you concerned that the demise of a tech company like that might be interpreted as, well, Wichita is really not a tech community? Oh, not at all. And as, as we all know, I mean, that, that industry is just, that's typical of, of that industry. It's um, entrepreneurs. It's very volatile. I mean, companies come and go. And that's just the nature of people being entrepreneurs in, in the high-tech industry. What we do know, as as they have shared and shared as they were growing. Wichita is a great place to grow a business. The cost of doing business in Wichita is less. And, you, and when you're in the tech world, you don't have to be tied to a location because you're doing everything via, you know, technology. Right. So you, you could be in, um, if, if you had a satellite dish, you could be in some remote jungle in South America right. and still get your message out there. So we have the infrastructure in place in Wichita, and, and Wichita is a great place to grow a business. Uh, they're just unfortunately um, pretty typical of that industry, and there's going to be highs and lows and companies that make it and companies that don't make it, and they just got caught up into maybe they were a little bit before their time. I'd like to think that um, people still appreciate the human touch when it comes to writing stories, right. and I think that's part of what they missed. Century 2, the uh, Citizen Advisory Committee has been put together. What's next on Century 2? So they're going to have their first meeting coming up here in about a week, and we're going to gather the committee and help them understand what their uh, charge is. They're going to be engaged into the community through this whole community engagement process that was rolled out by the partnership recently. And then at the end of this process, whether it takes nine months, ten months, we we don't know yet. Uh, they'll they'll finalize a report on um, 
what they have heard from the community, what they think is the best course of action to take and present that report to the mayor and the council. And we'll use that as a, as a tool to help us decide what direction we go on the performing arts, you know, project, the, the, the infrastructure itself. And so we know that we need to do something. So one of the things that we've already decided on is, you know, th this group doesn't need to worry about the convention side. Conventions don't work in the round building. So we'll move conventions out. Now, you all focus on the performing arts building, the round building. Does it get modernized? We know we want to clear the space on the river to engage the river more. So there's some mechanical systems. There's a drive that goes under Century 2 that's on the riverside. There's a number of things that need to change if we even keep the building, which is fine. The city's perspective at this point is let's keep the building and modernize it. Now, you all convince us that there's a better approach. And so they have a lot of work to do. They have a lot of conversations to have with the community. And um, that's not, uh, not going to be an easy task, but we've got a great group that, that is willing and ready to take that on. George Laham was on a panel of ours a few weeks ago, and he brought up a billion-dollar decade, basically spending a billion dollars on downtown in the next 10 years, mm -hmm. private-public partnership sure. situation. Right. What do you think about that? I, well, I think that's um, a, a reasonable goal. I think we're starting to see that right now. You know, the ballpark itself is probably going to be a $70 million ballpark. And then, you know, we're going to see some more activity on that river corridor with retail and mixed-use space and, and uh, some, some other great opportunities that, that can bring some restaurants right to the river's edge. The new um, complex that we want to build for a convention center to take advantage of some of these missed opportunities is obviously going to be a large project. And you're going to continue to see more investments. I'm hearing from some other investors around the country that want to bring their hotel version to Wichita because mm. of all of the excitement. I've, I've talked to some of them uh, that are interested in, in um, participating in all this momentum that we have on the River Corridor. There's some other sports teams that we've talked to. There's... Uh, a group that wants to bring professional soccer to Wichita and, and some opportunities there, and that'll bring investments and some other things. But, yeah, so we're seeing uh, some of that come to fruition pretty pretty quickly. And so that, I don't think that's a that's an unrealistic goal to hear. And then, um, as you've heard, there's a group of investors that wants to bring a medical complex to downtown. Right. Still having fun? Most days, most days. <laughs> so so uh, the reality is when I ran for mayor two and a half years ago, the biggest concern that we heard from everyone was we need jobs, jobs, jobs. And so just in the past two years, we have more jobs than people today. And so now our biggest concern is recruitment, training, getting people ready for the jobs that are uh, happening right before our very eyes. That's a big challenge right now. Major challenge, but it's going to help us grow our community. And I think there's more to follow. I think that uh, what Textron's doing with the Scorpion, I'm very, very optimistic there, uh, especially with this administration. So, so what we know, and I, we've heard, so the president's budget that was just passed mm -hmm. just recently um had money back in it for the military. In fact, he joked at, at the Monday's meeting uh, that General Madsen called him up and said, Mr. President, thank you. 
You gave me everything I needed. And the president said, that's right, General. Now go out and buy those planes you were needing. There you go. But get a good price on them. And he added that we will not outsource our military to any foreign country. So, so here's, here's the backstory to that. So this Scorpion plane that would be totally built in Wichita. Right. Which is a fantastic plane that will provide support services to the troops. Would be totally built here in Wichita, Kansas. Their only competition at this point that have submitted a, an alternative proposal is a group out of Brazil. So I like our chances right. with this administration when we're looking at supplying the next generation of support planes for the military when our only competition is a foreign country. Right. And so I think that bodes well, and that certainly is, would be terrific news. Now, they still have to go through the process, so they have the money and the budget. They still have to get uh, through appropriations and all of that. Congress still has to vote on some of those other steps. And then the contracts have to get let out. And so it, there's going to be a lag. I'm incredibly optimistic. And I'm kind of glad at this point there's a tiny bit of a lag mm -hmm. because we've got to fill the thousand spirit jobs this year. And I'm, I don't, it would be a tough task for this community to take on the thousand spirit jobs, the three to one multiplier, and then an additional 3,000 Textron jobs and right. the multiplier effect. We could have an additional 10,000 jobs in this community within the next three or four years. What a great problem to have. Right. But it's still a problem. Yep. But what a, I mean, unbelievable momentum. So we went from, my goodness, we need jobs in this community or I'm moving out to, we've got to find more people to move into this community and the, and the community pride. We, two years ago, we were apologetic in this community. People are going, yeah, you know, I live in Wichita. It's, it's a, it's a nice place, but it's Wichita. Mm -hmm. To just this past week, a travel writer said Wichita should be on everyone's bucket list. Everyone's bucket list. Put Wichita, Kansas on there. It's a community that has incredible pride, and you see it everywhere. And the Wichita flag has been that way, that, that source for people to show their pride. Right. And there's just people are now boasting Wichita, Kansas. And that wasn't that way just a short two years ago. So I'm obviously have multiple reasons to be optimistic we have jobs we have investments we have growth we have uh, pride in the community and we have opportunities like we've never seen before right and we have lots to write about with all this stuff too no, that's a good no, thing no question you guys may have to start a daily <laughs> daily paper we'll, we'll we'll see about that we'll keep you posted on that one mayor thanks for being with us Appreciate my pleasure it. More after this. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week. We release a new episode every week. You can see the others at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. If you like the podcast, please let us know. If you have ideas for guests you'd like to hear from, please let me know that as well. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thanks for listening. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. 
Have a profitable week.